it's Ann Duffy. And this is the DE Dental Entrepreneur, the Future of Dentistry podcast. And I'm so happy you're here today. We've got a treat for you in the beginning of 2023 as you embark back on your um, in, in your role of being a dentist, uh, a, a graduating dental student, or someone that has been in the industry uh, for quite some time and and um, innovating and launchpadding your your ideas and your skills. Uh, we have a fabulous guest here. She's been on our DEW, our Dental Entrepreneur Woman podcast before, and she is gracing us today with a visit to get you your mindset for the new year ahead. Please help me welcome Dr. Laura Brenner. Hi, Laura. Hey, Anne. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I'm so glad you're here, and I don't have your bio in front of me, but tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background so we get us started. Oh, yes. Okay. So I graduated dental school in 2001, believe it or not. And I practiced dentistry for 10 years. And in year three, I became extremely burnt out to the point where uh, this was in 2004. Nobody knew what burnout was. Like no one was talking about it. So I didn't know what it was. And I just thought I hated dentistry. And I stuck with it for seven more years through lots of ups and downs until I realized that it wasn't the right career for me. So I left and dabbled in sort of like a lost entrepreneurial <laughs> pathway. I didn't know what to do, but figured it out and ended up um, starting a couple of side gigs and coming back into dentistry to be a coach. And so now I help other dental professionals who feel lost in this career figure out like what else can they do to make sure that they get to align their career with their personal lives and who they are. Oh, and, and you know what, there's never, it's never too early to do that um, because life, you know, I think of life as being long, but actually it's in short increments and to hate what you do and to, or to not feel, find joy in what you do is a waste of your mind, body, and talent. And so um, I'm, I'm so uh, happy that you have discovered your chi and what you do because you're helping dentists all across the world, actually. And how did your notoriety in this come about? Because that's a fun story for our listeners. Um, talk a little bit about what happened when you uh, put a blog up. Oh, um, yeah. We're, we're going to use the word hate a couple of times here. But can I point out that I love what you said about maybe it's not about hating. It's about that you're just not getting joy in your career. Yes. So it's also looking at like, are you just tolerating a life that's just good enough, right? Mm. Um, okay, let's get back into the hate. So I found this blog post. I, I started blogging for creativity. I didn't know what to do. And I just kind of was grasping at straws. And this is one thing I tried. So I started blogging and I found this blog post titled 10 Reasons I Hate the Dentist. And I was offended. <laughs> it was a, it, she was joking, right? But I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard this before, right? Annoying. So I thought it would be funny to write a reply to her. And my reply was 10 reasons your dentist probably hates you too. And literally, I posted it in the morning. And overnight, it went viral. It just took one night. And so that that was sort of my one hit wonder that put me on the map and started connecting me with other dentists. And up until that time, I thought I was the only one because, you know, we don't talk about this stuff, especially when we go to meetings, we have to stay 
positive and talk about keeping a mask on, right? Um, we just have to give this impression that we're successful and we're happy and we love it because what would happen if people found out? And suddenly I realized that there were dentists and hygienists and dental assistants, like every, and even parents of dentists and spouses of dentists were emailing me. So what I realized was I was far from alone in what I was experiencing, which was really a great thing for me because there was a lot of shame that came with feeling like I wasn't good enough or I was a failure. I couldn't hack it. Or that you didn't like it, you know. Yeah, like not liking it meant that I was a loser and a mm -hmm. failure, like something was wrong with me, right? And that was the judgment that I put on it. So having this blog post go viral and hearing from dentists in Egypt who were like, we are the same, dentists in the Philippines, it was so cool to realize that there's, there is a common ground that so much of us have and that it's okay to not like it. It doesn't have to mean you're a loser, or not, not only does it not have to, it doesn't mean you're sorry. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And, you know, I think the interesting thing about that, because we've talked about it before, is that in dental school, and I know in dental hygiene, especially, you know, it just depends on, you know, what your grade average is and how you get into the program. So you don't do a lot of research beforehand, but you, it wasn't that you didn't, I mean, you wanted to be a dentist when you were a little girl. And uh, so it doesn't mean that just because you want to be a dentist since you were a little girl or you want to be a fireman since you were a little girl or a little boy, that it doesn't mean that by the time you get to that point and go through that training, you don't have to still like think, oh, this is it. This is everything. I mean, you're still in your 20s pretty much. And we don't discover who we really are a lot of times until we're in our late 20s, our 30s. And, and I think I think women, especially are late bloomers. Um, you know, more like in their 40s, they kind of start to figure out, hey, this is what I'm really good at and this is what I'm going to pursue. So I think that's another um, interesting um, side note to, to think that, yeah, you always, you, I think, is that, am I getting that story right? That you wanted to be a dentist when you were, when you were young? Yeah. So I wanted to be an orthodontist. Okay. Because I had no idea really what that involved. And I just thought it was cool. I had braces and loved the experience of getting my braces off. So yeah, I literally wanted to help people smile. I thought that was cool. Um, but you're right. It, it We don't know. And it's actually the very process of doing the thing that helps us figure out who we are and what we want and what's important to us. So we always look at dentistry as the final destination instead of the thing that's helping us learn who we are. Like, I, I know um, you've heard this before, Anne, but it's like, and when we're kids, we form crushes. We form crushes on other people so that we can then, as we get older, date them and figure out like who's our right match. And we form crushes on our careers too. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a dentist. I want to be a football, professional football player, right? But we don't often, you, you can't really date dentistry. Dating dentistry is getting married to it. And oh. so, right? Like you could... As much as you went and, I mean, I have a, a client who was a dental assistant since she was 17, loved it, went to become a dentist and couldn't do clinical. She just really was unhappy. So that's, talk about dating your career. She really did. So we, we don't always know, but it's that very process of doing something that helps us figure out who we are. And if we can allow ourselves to free that up, then it's, it's less pressure. Like why, why? keep ourselves stuck based on a decision we made when we were kids and didn't really know. 
Yeah, I love that um, comparison to marriage because I think, you know, that is a commitment and then you, you, you fight through it. But I, I, you know, and gosh, I was, I'm, I'm raised Catholic. I am Catholic. And, but I believe that if you're not happy in your marriage and I mean, you know, don't stay with it and have like, I mean, I love, you look back, I have friends that have been unhappily married for 50 years and they look, why would you waste any more time? So it's very similar. Why waste any more of your precious time on this planet? Because if you don't like what you're doing, you don't like who you're with, you're not going to be able to be that special someone for somebody else in the world because you're never going to be able to present your best self because you're always going to have something on your shoulders or on your, you know, on your back that is, 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 you know, getting you up in the morning and saying, Oh God, here we go again today. And that is just no way to live life. Absolutely. So, so you started this, so you have the, the, the uh, blog went viral and then you started an, another, you have a really cool Facebook page, Side Gigs. Tell us a little bit about that. Because if you're listening here, and a lot of our readers now, so we we switch gears from being business beyond the classroom to just going to dental schools to um, the future of dentistry. So we have a lot of dental professionals that are getting uh, interested in pursuing their side gigs. So tell us a little bit about how that came about and, and how how that's growing. Yeah, and I love that you your tagline is the future of dentistry because that's really what this is all about. And so I started a Facebook group. Uh, I think it was during 2020 COVID stuff. Maybe it was sort of the end of 2020. It's called Dentist Side Gigs. And I just realized that this could be a cool community. So what it really does is it it it's for everyone who just wants to diversify. You know, I think about um, all of us, it's life is more fun when you have a little bit of variety and freedom. Like, can you, you know, doing the same thing every day for 20 years, day in and day out, is going to get boring for anyone. So even if you love what you do, it's kind of fun to have something else going on. So the group is for people who love dentistry and want to create more and maybe help innovate the future of dentistry. We have some really cool um, members who are doing neat things in there. Um, And it's also for people who are like I was, who are really unhappy and they just need a way out. They need to, to figure out like what's going to give them joy in their careers. So it's really about like, how can we create a better future of dentistry and make it so that the people who want to really crush it and win in a private practice clinical setting can do that. And the people who that's not the fit for them, like that's not the only way to have success in dentistry. So really trying to change the dialogue that there are other ways that you can be successful in dentistry that are different from how we used to see it. And a lot of times you don't know, well, you don't know what you don't know. And it's, it's interesting, Laura, because that's what happened to me. So I was, I'm, I, you know, clinical hygiene for 45 years and somewhere around when I was 42, um, I started a side gig because I couldn't work full time because I had to take the kids to practices and my husband traveled all the time. So I got a side gig, but it was in dentistry. And I think um, it has really enhanced my career. And, you know, hence I'm publishing and I'm you know, running this movement now. I would never have done it if I wouldn't put a toe out of the operatory, which 
I, you know, I guess I didn't know what I didn't know because I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, oh, well, that sounds like fun. Maybe I'll do that, like selling advertising for dental entrepreneur business beyond the classroom. And it was fun. And I actually figured out I was good at it. So I did like it because I was good at it. And the same thing, I think with, um, with you, I think it's cool that you're back in dentistry because you have that understanding. And I, and I do like to say, well, you and I talked about this also, this is, now we're really having a conversation. Like I was always telling everybody stay in dentistry with some, in some capacity because you put your whole life and career in it, but you don't, that's not necessarily what you have to do because dentistry sets you up for, you know, a lot of other things, communication, um, you know, your people skills, your hand skills, your brain. Um, you have to be smart to get into dental school to begin with. So you've obviously got a lot going on up there um, to be able to do just about anything else you put your heart and soul into. Um, but tell us how why you came back into dentistry, because I know you stepped kind of, you know, you, you were done and stepped out. Why? What brought you back in? I was done and there was a bitterness that I felt. And I see this a lot with other dental professionals who've invested a lot and it's not, it's creating a lot of pain for them. There's a bitterness. There's kind of like an anger towards the community and towards the culture. Um, and I think that's just a natural part of the process because we don't feel like we're part of it. So we don't really embrace it and accept it. So it is like a divorce where you need to separate. I needed to separate completely. Cause I was like, there's nothing I want to do in dentistry. I want to have no part of it. Um, but that blog post that I wrote kept me in dentistry and, and I'm a community person. So like, there are things that are important to us. Like for me, it's community and connection that dentistry can help me express. Right. So um, even though I didn't like dentistry and needed that separation for a while, so I could kind of calm down and get more neutral and begin to really appreciate and love the 10 years that it gave me that, mm-hmm. that I thought were just such pain, you know, you can look back on it. So I needed that separation, but what drew me back in was the community aspect of it. I always liked that. So as much as I hated practicing, I loved going to, once I knew people in my local area. I love going to the dental society meetings and like volunteering on the CE committee and stuff like that. And so it's like the vehicle being in dentistry is not what really matters. It's that I get to be a part of a community and have connections with people that I really care about. And it so happens that I care about dentistry because we invest everything in it. Like this was a childhood dream, you know, so I do care about it. And I care this... (laughs) care much more about dental professionals than I do patients. Like that's just a weird thing about me because I feel connected to them and we get each other. Um, And it's not about people. It's about the, you know, the roles that we have. So um, it always sounds funny to say that, but really what kept me like one, you talked about putting one toe out of the operatory. What kept me one toe into dentistry was my blog because having that blog post go viral allowed me to recap and share my journey into and out of dentistry with my readers. And it kept me connected. And I just am really passionate about this idea that um, we are dental, like we're a tribe, we're a group of people that really- You're people too, right? (laughs) Yeah, there are people, you know? And so, you know, when you feel connected to your people, you want to help them in the way that 
whatever was your pain, um, you don't want other people to experience that pain. Yeah, I know. I really love that because I also remember another conversation we had. I said, well, did you like dental school? And you're like, I love dental school. And that just explains what you were just talking about. It's like, you love the community. You saw your comrades and your colleagues and comrades in arms, so to speak, in dental school, right? And, totally. but the, the patient and the clinical, and, and, and I mean, again, I, it just, it, I totally get where you're coming from now. And it's so cool to be able to help the profession and still be an integral part of what the, the overall dream is, is to give everybody a great smile. When you wanted to be an orthodontist, you just said that that's what your, your dream was as a kid. You thought that was really cool. And you're still doing that now because, you know, having a practitioner that, um, is happy in their role, loves what they do. They're going to do a better job. That's all there is to it. And um, and sometimes it's a bridge and sometimes it's a complete pivot, but you're there to hold their hands. And, and also um, the other thing that struck me is that you felt alone until the blog went viral. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. And all of those people that went viral with you, I'm sure felt the same way. Totally, yeah. And and to link that back to what you guys do in the future of dentistry is like, who would ever think 10 years ago that I would be able to come out and be like, I hate dentistry. Like I sometimes say that on purpose, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just because there are people that feel it and it's something we've been silenced on for so long, but who would ever think that part of our dental community would really be served by people getting real about how they feel about this career because you're right like we all want our dentists to be happy no one wants to have their dentist secretly hate every moment they're working like I would not want that to be my dentist and so we have to remember that like we're really doing a service to poor people by helping them see what is really true for them and that's what's so great about you know these conversations so you know again if you're listening out there and you're having you know, a time in your life, in your career that you're unhappy, you don't like it, there is help for you. Reach out to Laura, get into her side gigs group. And then also, you've told me this too, Laura, that you've worked with so many people that they don't like it at the time, but somehow through some good coaching and investing in themselves, not necessarily, well, not their clinical skills as much as the mindset, that they actually come back to loving the profession it, it is okay. So it's not like just working with a coach or, or work, getting in your side gigs group, they're going to just leave dentistry. No, <laughs> just another, this is just a little, a, a toe dipped into what if um, we look at it a different way. It, exactly. You're exactly right. And one of the things I always like to make clear is I'm not here to make people quit dentistry. That's not my mission. People can do whatever they want. And that's my mission. Because for so long, we haven't felt like we could do whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. So my aim is to help people see, I can do whatever I want, no matter what you decide. If you love dentistry, that makes me happier than anything. I wish I loved dentistry because I love the concept of it. I love what it does and represents. So yeah, I like that you point that out because it it, it, it isn't about you know forcing people into a direction. It's about supporting their autonomy. And, and you know, one other thing about the side gigs is, you know, I'm not practicing dentistry anymore. And I used to do weight loss coaching and I recently dropped that. Now I'm like, I need a side gig. I think we should all have side gigs no matter what we're doing, because it just, it, it creates 
um, less, I think it creates more of an abundant mindset, um, less dependence on the one thing. Um, and it just helps us become more creative thinkers. You know, that's so, I, I love that too. And I, I think that's why I like the entrepreneur nature because, you know, I always had a couple of side gigs. And so when this plate was spinning really well, I would kind of keep spinning it, but then it would start to wobble and I'd go over to this plate and I'd say, start spinning that plate and it's spinning really well. And it really gave me like, you know, I would work on one thing and then I, oh, well, I'll do this other thing. So, I mean, I agree with you, side gigs, it develops a beautiful tapestry of life, right? It really I love does. it. It really does. <laughs> This is so good. So tell us, how do we get in touch with you? And please wait, first of all, check out the most recent edition of Dental Entrepreneur. It is our autumn edition. Well, Jeremy Krell is on the cover and um, his group, um, Revere Partners. And Laura Brenner is smack dab in the center of this edition. And with her, what was the name of your your title of your, your article for us, which was amazing? Um, yes. So the title of the article was... Designing your dental career on your terms. Designing your dental career on your terms. So make sure that if you're listening to us, as you go back to just get to dentalentrepreneur.com, go to the fall edition, read Laura's edition, uh, reach out to Laura if you or somebody you know needs a, a community to help them get their feet on the ground and joy in their heart. Remember, it may not be you, but it might be somebody you know. And who do you know that might? benefit from this community. So Laura, tell us where we, where we find you and, and, um, and how they can get in touch. Okay. And before I do, I just want to say, I love always my conversations with you, Anne, and thank you so much for all you do to support people like me and the community. And it just is an honor to be here. So um, I wanted to make sure I got that in. I didn't Thank know. You. That lovely. Thank you. <laughs> um, so my um, website is Lola B's careercoaching.com. Um, you can also find it by searching 10 reasons your dentist hates you. You don't even have to get the title exactly right. It'll find it. Um, I have a Facebook group called dentist side gigs and on Instagram, it is DR for doctor DR lullabies. Wonderful. And we'll have all that in the uh, show notes. So, uh, Laura, I just love talking to you. We could talk all day. And um, I look forward to our next time, the next time that we get to podcast together. So you take care and everyone that's listening here, um, remember to keep doing you. Thanks everybody. See you next time.